And now a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, family, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future, starting at the earliest age. Early Bird's mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes. While activating a child's broader community to give contributions on birthdays, holidays, and any occasion, this is how you can do that. For me, I wish we had this kind of thing when I was younger, as I am the oldest of three kids, and it would have been a great opportunity to learn how to save, and I cannot wait to do this with my nephew. My nephew is turning 10 this year, and he gets money every year for birthdays and Christmas, and this would be a great way for him to learn to save and to invest in his future. So today we're teaming up with Early Bird to give our listeners a free $15 investment gift to your child you love. Simply go to partners.getearlybird.io slash podcast or the link in our show notes. Download the app and create an account today. Early Bird, build the nest and invest in the the children you love. What's up, Buckworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Tuesday. Um, what am I doing today? I don't, what, what am I up to, Stevie? Um, oh, yes, uh, ask your PA because she knows all and sees all. Yeah, what am I up to? Um, writing. I'm writing. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm doing this podcast. We had a podcast go live today with Elsie Silver, our debut novel novelist author whatever you want to call it. I don't know anyways it went live she writes uh horse racing like that's her vibe like it's like sports romance but it's horse racing which I just think is really interesting because I've never read romance with like horse racing as like the uh trope I guess you would call it but um yeah so that's live so go check that out if you haven't after this uh you know you check out this one um I've been writing I have merch should also go check that out. We love merch. Um, but other than that, I think that's it for me. Stevie, um, sign up for our Patreon. Yes, and if you cannot sign up for our Patreon, then make sure to leave us a review on Amazon, on Apple, and Spotify, and follow us and tell people about us like that. That would help more than you would even know. Um, what else? Um, we are making a really big announcement in, I think it is two weeks from tomorrow. And, uh, Stevie has been busting at the seams to tell you guys. And it's super funny because now she finally gets to sell people. Sure. And then we, and we are, um, I'm going to have chances to count down some more next week because, Next week is another busy week in our lives. We're recording um, some secret episodes for some surprises we're doing. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, but we are also going to be sitting down with Samantha Lind, um, Courtney Joy, and I don't know if anybody knows her. I'm sure you all do if you follow Tacos and Diamonds on Instagram, and it is the lovely Elle McLove who is also the editor of my brother's editor. Um, she is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I adore her. So she will be here just talking about the industry with us, and we'll be 
goofing off with her for a little bit and talking about her all her lovely clothing thing merch that she has on her website which I'm obsessed (laughs) with um we'll also get to talk to her about love in Vegas and love in Boulder and love in Seattle um yes I know I'm like give it to me give me all of them just um, like Shameless Con, if anybody's going to Shameless Con in November, you may or may not see some few people that you recognize there. Never know. Who knows? You may. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for me. Is that it for you? That is all for me. Today is the release of my Lucky 13. So if you guys have not read it, go get my brain's new book. Um, if you haven't read Say Yes by Candy Steiner, make sure to go read that. It went live a few days ago on the 24th. It's very good. It's very nostalgic, very sweet. I loved it. Definitely go get Founded on Goodbye by Kat Singleton. That also. She pays my paychecks, guys, so I need you all to go buy the books. Um, who else released recently? There's been a lot of good releases lately. Gianna Darling releases the second book in her When Heroes Fall tomorrow. So make sure you guys go grab that. That's exciting. Uh, Lacey Black is releasing her new book this week, Don't Go Away Mad. Um, And Edge of Serenity, Kristen Turnage's second book in her series releases in August. So I'm pretty sure you guys can go pre-order that if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it's up for pre-order yet, but you, you can. can go add it to your TBR and Goodreads. Yes, and blogger signups are now open for that, so definitely sign okay. up for blogger signups for that. Um, also, blogger signups are about to drop for me as well, so keep an eye out. Also, possibly other things might drop. We haven't decided yet, but maybe. Keep an eye out. Just maybe. Keep an eye out on my on my Facebook and Instagram. If you read Founded on Goodbye and want to be on Cat's Arc team, you can just hit me up for a message. I could sign you up for that. Lots of cool things. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and read the intro for the lovely author that we are about to. I'm so to. excited. I am too. So <clears throat> KK Allen is the USA Today bestselling author and award-winning contemporary romance author of sweet, sexy, and inspiring stories that evoke emotion at every turn. KK's debut romance novel, Up in the Treehouse, was named the best new adult book of the year by RT Book Reviews and Honor Beyond Belief. And she continues to take her readers' emotions on an epic ride every single time with real layered coming-of-age romance stories that will make you fall in love over and over again. Born in Hawaii, raised in Washington, and currently residing in Florida, KK lives for the laughs with her little dude, the great outdoors, watching football, dancing the night away, and her eclectic taste in music. KK also loves connecting with her readers and attends signings where she can. You can find upcoming dates and information at www.kkallen.com. Thank you so much for joining us. KK Allen, welcome to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Thank you. Thank you you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, You guys can't see it, but she's rocking a uh, Seahawks hat and I'm here for it. It's epic. I am. I am. Always. Always. I feel like it's in all my social media posts lately because, you know, deadline hair. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) I watched this thing in like four days. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I don't want to, yeah, hat hair is a thing. So (laughs) we are super excited to have you. Uh, You have a lot of interesting things coming up and we're excited to talk all things books. So I'm going to jump right into questions and trying to decide which books to talk about was like hard. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
So first we want to talk about Up in the Treehouse, which is something that both myself and Stevie have read and loved like with fiery passion. And so Chloe and the Rhodes brothers have been friends since kids. And like, what was your inspiration behind this story or this idea, I guess? That's actually funny and really good timing because the series that I'm writing right now is actually my very first trilogy I ever wrote, my very first novel that I ever wrote. And the third book in that trilogy, I'm actually re-releasing them, but the third book in that trilogy um, inspired Up in the Treehouse. Um, Yeah, because of a story um, and some of the backstory that the main character um, had just about like running across the woods and like finding a treehouse in the woods where these twin brothers shared it and I was like wow that would actually make a good real story Mm -hmm. and it just kind of blossomed from there so um yeah it's actually super exciting that's super cool yeah I mean a lot went into I mean after that like a lot went into like how am I going to approach this because I knew it would be some sort of a love triangle but it's not really like when you read the book you kind of know you know what I mean um but honestly this is one of those books that I just started writing it and things just kept evolving (laughs) it wrecked me it's so funny I just did a TikTok about up in the treehouse and I was like when you get wrecked after page 63 and you know what I'm talking about because you've read it I won't say and I mean it's so true for everyone because they're just like what what just happened yeah it's like that sound on TikTok where it's like oh no oh no (laughs) (laughs) that's literally a mood that's literally how I feel that was how I felt reading it uh, Stevie you take the next one okay so eventually we get to the point where Devin and Chloe begin to date and the one faithful the faithful night of betrayal takes over um did you know from the beginning that Devin would finally find out what was in Chloe's journal um yeah I mean yes that was like one of the first things that I kind of knew I I just you know this whole story is really teen angst (laughs) it starts as teen angst into and it's very coming of age because right the all the characters grow with this story and but it starts as all this teen angst where you know I just thought of myself in high school and like just all my feelings like on this page it's like what if somebody read that and these are like deep things that can ruin like lives obviously so yeah and that was the first scene I wrote I wrote it in order so with him stumbling you know her finding him like reading the journal like and it's so fiery it's so intense and it just sets the tone for the whole book Mm -hmm. um and just the way it all like plays out throughout the novel after everything goes on it was just mad I'm telling you writing this book was just like magical I swear <laughs> the way everything just unfolded and then it came back around and um, I love this story too I'm so glad to hear you guys do too I think I liked I think that like where you I think you stayed true to like like you said like teenage angst and like the emotions of people in that age group you know because it is very like tug and pull and back and forth and like that kind of thing because when you're in high school and like out of high school like right out of high school and that kind of thing like emotions are high and you're just like learning who you are let alone how to control all of these 
and I mean, like what I would say, like I think these people handle this shit very well compared right? to. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say something like that because like they've all been through so much since childhood. Yeah, they've all and they cling together because they are broken, but yeah. they find each other and they kind of heal, kind of together, but they still have these like broken pieces of them, and but then there's this love story that evolves right and it's yeah. like that kind of ruins the friendship and it's like how do we move on from there um and so they were like stuck in that pivotal point and then when it kind of moves all past that four years later they're still fixing things like they're exactly. growing but they're still fixing those broken paths and like and I think a lot of times like growing up like we we kind of have to figure out how to mend our broken past before we truly move on. And that's what these characters are doing. And there's actually a lot of reviews that say like these characters are maybe, they're just like, they misunderstand each other. Like they could have better communication or whatever. And it's like, not really, not when you're 17, 18 years old and, and totally confused and totally in love and you don't know how to express those emotions and there's so many things that you can break along the way if you 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 know reveal those feelings you know and it's there's so much insecurity at that age too like you I just love the way the story kind of grows with the characters and um and I don't know, they figure out their yeah. problems as you go. And you kind of, you kind of answered our next question. So I'm going to yeah. move on to the next Sorry. one. Sorry. <laughs> no, okay. I was like, go on. I was like, pop off, girl. I was like, keep going. I don't want to talk. You talk. <laughs> no, so there was a twist that, you know, like neither Stevie nor I saw coming the first time we read this. And mm-hmm. like, I wanted to vomit. Okay. No. I, was like, I was literally destroyed. Okay. So was that always part of the plan or was that one of these like wild surprises because we talked to so many authors and they're like no like that was never a part of the original plan it just like came as the story went or did you know that you wanted to sucker punch us in the in the gut like is that what you wanted (laughs) um so a lot of my stories I kind of write them as I go Mm -hmm. um and the most critical gut-wrenching parts don't aren't planned out yeah. And this is one of them. I kind of, there were certain things I didn't know what was going to happen. Like I knew a certain relationship was going to be the one that dominated, yeah. but I know I did not know that this particular thing would happen on page 63. I, um, it just happened. Oh my God. And it, and I tried to unwrite it. I'll tell you this. <laughs> and I even wrote it a different way originally. And I kept rereading it. I was like, I can't do that, but it has to happen because I just, I don't, you so yeah. You knew that you had to commit like reader homicide. Like, right, yeah. You knew that <laughs> you had to do to us. Oh God. I, and I, I didn't know, like I was so, fr- like this is my debut romance novel. Like yeah. I had no idea who's going to read it. I had no idea it would win an award. Like I had no idea that anyone would care. Yeah. About characters so much, but they do still yeah so I love it all right so <laughs> next question okay so now we're gonna move on to book four in the bell curve series which is the one you recently released and that's over yeah. the moon and that is Kingston and Silver story which was amazing yay so for readers who have not read it can you give them a little bit of a synopsis 
Um, yeah, so Nurse Silver um, it works at a campsite. It's mostly like, it could be any type of camp. It's like one of those camps you go to in like sixth grade. Yeah. That can be used right. for any sort of activity. So anyway, she works there full time. The family there kind of adopted her, but she was 17. She was becoming an adult at the time. Um, and she has a super mysterious past. You get to know a little bit in the beginning of the book. But I'll just say this much. She kind of runs away from home at 17 years old. Yeah. Um, and she's starting a new life under a new identity. And you don't kind of know much more after that, like bits and pieces get solved along the way. But Kingston, his opening scene is very dynamic. Uh, <laughs> he kind of gets in a little bit of trouble. Um, Coach Reynolds picks him up from football camp and, or not, I'm sorry, picks him up from, from jail. <laughs> and ends up telling him, you know, your punishment is you have to go to this football camp that the team is kind of, is, we're mentoring kids going to this football camp. So Kingston ends up going to this football camp begrudgingly. He, like, he does not want to be there. Um, so he has, like, the worst attitude ever. And don't we all love, like, the grumpy jock, you know? Oh, yeah. And he is the king of <laughs> being the grumpy jock. And so anyway, and he lays eyes on Silver, and she kind of gets pinned with him as far as someone who he needs to, like, you settle them in to this yeah. campsite and they just from the beginning their um their banter is just crazy the chemistry between them is out of this world and it just I mean I love their relationship because it's not really like enemies to lovers like they're never really enemies but man like they are fire against each other um but then just like all my stories <laughs> I learn how to play along yeah, but it's so fun to watch. Or in yeah, week, I yeah, no, it's 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 fun for us to read, obviously. But like, was there a specific person or anything of that nature that kind of inspired like the? I think it was a very unique plot line, honestly. Oh, and thank so, you. Do you think that there was anything that inspired the plot itself, or even the characters? Um. Yes. So a few different things. So as far as the setting went, I always knew I wanted to write in a book here at Camp Dakota. It's actually in the second book in the series, um, in Under the Bleachers, because Zachary Ryan, who's the hero in that book, he starts this camp in that novel. Yeah. And part of the book takes place there, but I was always like, I really want to write like almost like an adult camp type of book. Yeah. Um, which actually is leading to something that I'm writing next year. So anyway, I always knew I wanted to set a book there. Um, and actually, originally, Over the Moon was going to be about Zachary Ryan's brother. But I just couldn't feel that. Yeah, I couldn't feel it. I wanted new characters. Yeah. Um, but I still wanted to bring the older characters back in. But I really wanted something just fresh. Um, so I had fun with this one. Um, just inventing it from scratch, really. Um, so I knew the camp scene was going to take place there. Silver was just made up. Kingston, I knew he was going to be a football player. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty much just <laughs> inspired by the scene. in your head, yes. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of my books are inspired by locations. Yeah. Honestly. 
I love that. Yeah. I think that's why they're called like up in the treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> my extended <laughs> metaphors. Like how can I write, an, you know, like how am I going to title this book if I want an extended metaphor? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love extended metaphors. All right, Stevie, now you can ask your favorite question and then we're going to talk about your upcoming release. This is my favorite question. So if these two books were to become a movie, who would you cast as the roles of Gavin, Chloe, Kingston, and Silver? Oh, I should have thought about this one before and I didn't. Um, you know, and it's funny because like when I wrote Up in the Treehouse, I had characters in mind, but they're older now. That's fine. So, but I can't remember who. I mean, it's been <laughs> so long. Who are like twin really hot actors? <laughs> um Ooh. I guess it could be played by one person but I mean I totally only like the, when anybody says twin I think of like Cole and Dylan Sprouse but oh I yeah don't, I don't yeah, know they wouldn't fit that. though yeah yeah that's hard it would probably have to be one person like playing two roles I could you know think who I'm obsessed yeah. with who isn't even an actor I just think he's so cute and I can like picture him all my young like younger guy roles that Noah oh what's his name he's on TikTok. on TikTok are you talking about yes! Noah? <laughs> I know I, I shouldn't think he's so hot but I do oh he is <laughs> he's so he's fun to watch attractive. He is very attractive. So, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see yeah. it. I'm here for it. And like, you know who I cast in a lot of my girl roles? Like in my head, uh, Phoebe Tolkien? Oh, yes, from oh. the originals. Oh, yeah, I was about to be like, oh, she plays Haley. In the She's such, she can be such a mean girl, though. But, but I don't know. I see a good side in her. Um, I love that. That's a good cast. Yeah. Okay, so switching gears, and we're going to talk about something that I feel like is like definitely uh, more in my element when it comes to what I like to read romance-wise, <laughs> is like your new upcoming release, which is Cursed, the book in your Enchanted Gods series. Yeah. Now, listen, when I, when I saw that you were releasing this, I, I was like, fantasy. I was like, fantasy? <laughs> I was like, I like had to adjust my glasses. I was like, well, fuck yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I have a whole, like, my, my shelf is organized between, like, horror, romance, contemporary romance, <laughs> and then fantasy has its own little area. So you're <laughs> like me. I am so all over the board, and it was really hard for me as an author to be like, I am only going to write this or that. I can't. And I think my readers are going to have to accept that and learn how to. Well, this reader loves it. it. Oh, did you read, you read it already? No, I haven't read it. I haven't read, read it. Cursed? Okay. So. I am, I'm in the middle of writing, so I don't want to like, oh. so like but I am, this entire series is all, not only is a fantasy, it has to do with like Greek mythology and like yeah. that vibe. When I tell you that I screamed, okay, because my, so like my dad is like big into that stuff. Uh, like I was named after Alexander the Great, not my pen name, but my real name. And uh, so like Greek and like Roman mythology and like history and stuff has like been something that we bonded over since I was really young. So I love all of that. And I saw it, I read it and I was like, oh God, this is gonna kill me. <laughs> so give us a little bit of a, uh, give us a little bit of a, like a, like a rundown like a vibe, a rundown. Like yeah, okay, it, but give I us a vibe. So um, what I will say is this is really the introduction to this trilogy. So there's a lot of world building in it. There's a lot of, you're going to have a lot of questions by the end, but you're going to, it's a very addicting read. 
but it's basically about this girl you know there's a tragedy that happens and she's kind of forced to move to this place called Apollo Beach it's like this coastal town yeah that she's it's where her like grandma it's where her parents and stuff were raised but she'd never been there um she's kind of been secluded from her whole family her whole life and she doesn't really understand why um but she starts to find out when she moves to this place and she starts to meet these interesting people and it's very there's tons of secrets and um but the greek mythology is really based on her family and like her grandmother who practically runs this town yeah um there's some really cool like scenery things but this I will say this is a very like modern day romance with fantasy um so there's like supernatural elements but um, it's like built into this real world which I just think that's my favorite type of fantasy um but there's like this island called Summer Island so it's like named after her family and it's all like Greek inspired like ancient Greek and um man it's really like the more you it's like you read every page and like you're you're, it's building this world like as you read it um so I think that's really cool but anyway I mean it really starts out and I will I'm just gonna warn people like it almost reads like a YA at first Mm -hmm. but it is not a YA and I really I really want to like make sure people know like this whole entire series it's is not YA yeah. It starts there, but it builds throughout the three books. So um, I need people to know that. <laughs> yeah, like I, I forewarning, let's just make sure everybody knows. <laughs> Please don't expect a clean <laughs> a clean romance. It's like an adult Percy Jackson almost. That's the you know, people it. compare it to Percy Jackson. Um and Teen Witch. Yeah. And I'm trying to just give you a few vibes um have you ever seen the secret circle or read the books yes i did i watched oh and then somebody just yeah so that's a good one and then there's no vampires in mind but vampire not vampire diaries the other one originals no i'm forgetting anyway but (laughs) basically those is is the vibe and it releases on july the 6th right yeah curse yep i am excited I won't be gonna because it's my vibe. It's my vibe. Um, and I mean, I feel like congratulations on writing it because I feel like fantasy is such a difficult genre to write because of the world building. Mm-hmm. So it even comes out before I even read it. Congratulations! I'm sure it's gonna be phenomenal. Um, and then after after this um, podcast, after we end this podcast, I have to ask you a question, but it's spoilery, so I don't want to say okay. the podcast. Okay. Um, but I have I read like the blurb. Uh, like I was reading the blurb the other day, and I was like, I have. I have theories. Okay. <laughs> you haven't read it yet. And she's got I theories. have to ask you a question. Okay. I will. Let me also say this: my beta readers thought they knew what was happening every step of the way. They were like, "Oh, this is going to happen," and I just yeah. I cackled like every time they'd say, "Oh, this is going to happen." I just laughed because they were wrong every single time. Oh my god! All of them. Listen, All of them. Good at using context clues. Okay. I'm good at it. <laughs> there are so many twists and turns in this whole series. Like, I just keep telling people, like, you have to read the first one. Even if you don't even like fantasy, read the first one. Yeah. You know? And, I, you know, there you go. And then you're done for. Then you're done. 
Okay, so moving on to generalized writing questions. Uh, so I'll take this portion. Um, when did you realize, when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer slash author? I actually wrote my first book when I was 12. <laughs> so I loved and enjoyed the act of writing when I was very, very, very young. And I knew I wanted to, I knew I could like write a full story, but I was also reading like tons of books at the time. And when I was 12, like I had no idea, like I could actually do this one day. I could actually be an author. And even the older I got, like when I was like 18 and I was meeting like Nicholas Sparks in my college, cause he had showed up, you know? And so I would talk to him about writing and he would tell me, you know, just do it, just publish it. But to him that meant like querying and go, you know, going to find an agent and all of that stuff. And I didn't, I just didn't think anyone, I don't know. I didn't have any confidence in myself whatsoever. So I kept going, I kept writing secretly. Um, and I think it was after I had my son, I had, I was going through a lot, like where I worked. Yeah. And I was sick of my boss. <laughs> and I had this book sitting there and my friend was like, why don't you just publish it yourself? Like if you're too afraid to like go out and look for someone who will sell your book, why don't you just do it yourself? So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that's how Summer Solstice, my original fantasy book came out. I will say it was terrible and <laughs> had no editing. Um, the story itself was good, but you know, now I read it back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this so much better. And so that's what I'm doing with Cursed is I'm, I'm totally, I'm taking everything I've learned and I know like I'm putting it out there because I'm so proud of the story, but I want it yeah. to be quality. So um, I'm so excited for you. So yeah, so I guess to answer that question, it took me a long time to like figure out I wanted to publish, even yeah. though I knew I always loved to write. So I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. It's like yeah, like, writing is always there, but it's like publishing is like a whole different animal. Yeah, and when you get into it, you don't know that it's really. I mean, it's a career. Like it oh, is yeah. full time more than a full time job. Yeah. Um, like you can't dip your toes into it either like you just have, no. to, have to I mean do I guess you can if you have another job and then you're doing things like super slow and releasing yeah. you know which is fine that's how I started yeah it wasn't until two years ago that I was finally like I'm gonna quit my job like I'm getting too busy like I just need to take the leap and do this yeah. so so are you a plotter a pantser or like somewhere in between I'm somewhere in between like I love the idea of plotting and outlining but I always get to a point where I'm like I don't want to force this and so I kind of just start writing and then the rest yeah. kind of comes and then what I do it takes me a long time a lot of times to write my books because I'll start writing and then I'll be like uh, I got to go back to the beginning and layer stuff in and like rewrite things so I'll do that a bunch before I actually like get to the end of my books and know what my endings are <laughs> I literally I love that I literally love that. I wish I could do that. I, my anxiety would never let me do that shit. <laughs> Ever. Ever. I, just, I feel like I would be so much faster if I could outline. Yeah. But I can't commit to storylines until I know everything about my characters. And I don't know everything about my characters until I start writing. Yeah. I feel like that just shows like the different ways that people's brains work, honestly. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. 
like before I even start writing, I know like everything about my characters. Oh, I I like zodiac it. signs. <laughs> I know the zodiac signs. Like I just like like for me, my stories are really character driven. So mm-hmm. those are the that's the first thing I do. Like before I figure out like the plot and trope and everything else like comes like really later in in the story. Like I really just create characters first, and then like from there, I'm like. Now, what story could these two, like, be involved in? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just think it's cool how other, and, like, some authors just, like, sit down and they're like, well, I guess we'll just start here. And they write a whole fucking yeah, book. And I'm yeah, like, it's definitely no, in between. I'm like, you know what? Here. Overachievers, all of you. Actually, there is one book I did that for. And you know what? It turned out pretty good. And it was my duet a stolen melody duet with yes. Wolf. I don't know if you know what those are, but Dangerous Hearts and Justin Hearts. And those, I just sat down and started writing them. Yeah, you overachiever. You suck. <laughs> I don't know, though. I don't feel like I am. You know? <laughs> I, I, I could do things so much better. So, but. do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down to write, like do you have to like eat Twizzlers or like wear the same hat or hoodie or something? Um, I need quiet. Mm-hmm. I need clean spaces. Yeah. Um, so I will move a lot. Like if I don't have time to clean my office, which is actually getting to that point right now, I'll go and like move to a cleaner room and mess that one up. And they go to a different <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> just mess every spot in the house until you just have to like yeah. run out of spaces. <laughs> yeah. Cause I used to go to the library and that was my happy place. Um, but then after COVID, I just, I've kind of forced myself to just, you know, be happy at home. So I've just been creating different spots around my house, but, um, that's really it. Just the quiet, or I can listen to like ambient noise and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have to get in the zone and it takes me like a good hour to get in the zone. (laughs) And then if anything breaks me out of that, I'm like done. Yeah. It's like, Um, oh, oh, there goes my whole day. (laughs) literally how I feel so what do you like to do when you're not writing hang out with my son I have a nine-year-old who is the cutest thing ever so we you know we watch a lot of movies we play a lot of Beyblade (laughs) 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 he's you know but he likes card games and stuff too I love that he's at that age um we go on like mini vacations a lot to the beach because we live in Florida so we'll try if I ever have time off like we try to do like those mini things to just get away and get away from my computer um yeah I like planting things in my yard and oh my god teach me I have like a black thumb I'm teaching myself it's it's not easy especially living in Florida where do you live I live in North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, in Florida, I feel like everything just, you have to buy like the green stuff. You can barely keep anything colorful in your yard yeah. unless you're really so good. Hot. <laughs> kills everything. The wet, the hotness kills everything. Uh, yeah. Look, my yard is very colorful right now and it's beautiful. Oh, I love that. And I live in Maryland, so. <laughs> I think North Carolina weather is good for planting. I just genuinely. Do I, I like, it. It's like, okay, so plants don't bark or make noise, okay? So it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh I forget when to feed them, right? Like my, okay, so my grams was, <laughs> I mean, she, I love her. She, her, everything she ever ate, I think she grew herself, like not even like 
on purpose. She just was really great at like, like gardens and like herbs and fruits and vegetables and just the whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I used to think she was just so magical because she had these like huge elaborate gardens of like all kinds of things. Right. And then on like my, I think it was my 16th birthday, she got me a hydrangea and she was like, if you can keep this alive, you know, like, you know, (laughs) you can, you, like a hydrangea is like like a like a moderate to difficult plant to keep alive right and she's like if you can dedicate and keep this alive it'll you'll be a good gardener right it was like this is what my this is my mom gave me when I started gardening and I was like all right I had that thing for like two weeks and it was dead and it was just oh, dead. No. it was like grams I don't know what happened she's like well did you water it did you feed it and I was like I didn't even know you're supposed to fucking feed it like, oops <laughs> I'm like, no, Grams, I didn't. I think I overwatered it. But like, they don't bark or make noise. So it's like, how do I know you're hungry? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know plant talk. So I was just really bad, really bad at it. Well, I stare out at mine. So it's kind of hard to miss if it's feeling neglected. <laughs> I want to put like, a, I want to put like an indoor plant, right? The ones that grow in the, in, like in, inside, yeah. the tall ones, like put it like right here. So like every time I turn my chair, I see it. And like, look at it. And like, do you, are you thirsty? Do you need water? Because I don't know. Like, I'm just very bad. I'm very bad. Also, yeah, if you put that thirsty too, so you'd be okay. Yeah. If you put that as the highlight clip for this, as a teacher clip for this episode, oh, it's coming. It's happening. She picks the most unflattering things for me to say for teaser clips that I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, so what does your family think about your writing, and have they read any of your books? They love it. Um, my mom was the first one who ever read anything, and she actually read a lot of my novels until she got super busy making book sleeves, and now that's all she does, but um, like my dad always jokes and said he's gonna read them, and I'm like, are you sure? But he doesn't. He's <laughs> proud. He's super proud of me. Um, my son's even proud of me. I just tell him I write kissing books. I love it. <laughs> his teachers read my books and stuff. So, you know, I would die. I would but die. I, I do. I, I'm like, should I tell these people what I, and like his, um, one of his older teachers, she, she, she's like, oh, I told our book club about it. Like all these teachers. And I was like, no, don't. And she's like, no, it's fine. I promise. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, enjoy. <laughs> like, please know that these yeah. are not a, these are not a safe, these are not a. Like, right. Safe. They're you know, there's more yeah. than kissing, but I mean, I feel like the people who, I don't know if they don't support it, they don't tell me. So yeah. that, um, but whatever, you know, I'm, I'm making a living. I'm yeah. raising a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like sometimes romance, like the category, like the genre of like writing and romance, right? It's like, have you seen those TikToks where it's like, the accountant like I am an accountant oh like, yeah 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 okay, that's how I feel sometimes when people ask me like what I do for a living it's like I yeah. am an accountant so, like, <laughs> yeah. well I will like when it's strangers and they're like oh what do you write I'm like oh women's fiction <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know like what do you want to hear women's health that's women's inspirational <laughs> that's it yeah I love it okay so Stevie's gonna take reading questions all about your reading habits and stuff like that and I'm gonna shut up now (laughs) (laughs) so has a book ever changed your life or your perception of something 
Like one of my books or another book? Any. It can be any. That's a good question. I mean, I, 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 I'd love to say that I take things away from everything that I read. I don't know why nothing's standing out in this moment. I think, you know, if I were to ever read like self-help or whatever, I'll take a lot away from it. Um, How to be alive for dummies. Yeah, like Glenn Doyle's stuff, super inspirational, or like I'll listen to audiobooks a lot, and I'll, those are the only ones I can focus on. I can't really focus on fiction when I listen to audiobooks, Um, and I'll try, you know, to do all this self-improvement stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a specific example there. Okay. I, I try to take bits and pieces from everything I read. I think that's like most of everybody's answer, honestly. That question stumps everybody. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure if I looked through all my books back there, I could probably (laughs) find something. Twilight. I know that I like glittery vampires. No, I'm just kidding. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. Okay. So what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, or a recommendation? Uh, That's a great question. I... I'm a cover whore. Um, Same. (laughs) I really love creative covers. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, I'm just, I'm not like your typical romance reader, even though that's all I really read lately. Um, So I like super creative covers and then I'll read the blurb, but I usually will buy a book immediately if I'm hearing a lot of buzz. So, and I'm also a mood reader. So I kind of know if I want something super emotional, if I just want like a rom-com or something super smutty, like, I don't know. It, it really just depends on my mood. Um, but yeah, I think cover is really what I go for first. Literally we'll go into Books A Million or Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Most of the time it's in Books A Million and Barnes and Noble. Like if I'm on Amazon, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Like I, I search it up, I order it. That's what I want, right? But if I go into a bookstore, and I am looking and then I see something that I'm like, ooh, I love that cover. I don't even know what it's about. And I'll buy the whole shebang. I'll buy all of it. Like I she did that. did that with the book that's on her shelf behind her right now. <laughs> I did. No, I mean, I did that with like multiple ones. Like there's like this, I have this whole like dysentopia series that I bought just because I love the covers. Only yeah. two of the books. Did um, you read them? Yeah, I read two of the books. There's like three in the series. I got, I got bored in book two. Oh. So I was like, oh, God, I'm going to DNF it because I don't want to not like it, you know? Yeah. This is going to happen. Well, at least you have the covers. You liked those. Yeah. (laughs) And then I also literally saw, it's by Claire Contreras, The Fables Mm -hmm. and Other Lies. Oh, yeah. I've heard great things about that. I didn't even read it. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, I literally was scrolling through Instagram. Scrolling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my fucking God, I love this cover. Immediately, immediately ordered it. I don't even know what it's about. I don't even know if it's romance. I've heard it's really good. Oh, I'm sure it has romance in it. I'm going to have to read it. I'm sure it does. I just know that it looks very beautiful. on the <laughs> Well, I mean, when you see Curse cover, it's nothing like anything oh. I, I have out there. It's super like. But it's very you know, all of your covers. Pretty, but do you know that there's romance in it? Because there is. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I well, I see K.K. Allen. So, I mean, obviously knowing who you are, I'm like, oh, it's romance. Yeah, but what about the people who don't know? <laughs> I mean, I think it just, I think it, 
I think it reads fantasy. And I feel yeah. like, honestly, That's good. That's good. like, honestly, like, I feel like nowadays, who reads fantasy without a little bit of, like, romance in it? Like, I hope so. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, I literally grew up on fairy porn. Like, not, yeah, not just Percy Jackson had a little love interest in there. Exactly. I mean, it was <laughs> young adult, but I mean, it's fine. I literally, and, like, I grew up on fairy porn, like, reading, like, A Court of Thorns and Roses and that whole series, like, there's no way that I'm gonna read fantasy without having a love triangle or love interest, no way I'm gonna read a whole freaking book about no people having sexual intercourse, no, (laughs) it's gonna piss me off, but, I mean, I love your covers, I think they're very pretty, I think they're very unique, and I'm excited to see, like, how, like, each one will, like, tie into the next one, because Taken looks very interesting, interesting how interesting as in like I want to pick it up and read it yeah yeah like I wanna, like if I was in Barnes and Noble and I saw this series on a shelf I yeah. would have done the same thing I did <laughs> I just would have bought it I would have bought all of them I would have bought you know it's them. funny my cover designer Emily would take I don't know how to say her last name it's uh, you know phonetically that's what it is yeah um and she actually created the third cover first because that was the one that inspired her the most and then she worked backwards um which I thought was really interesting that's dope yeah she did a phenomenal job I I really was lost on what direction to go with on this one like because I usually do couples and I was like I don't I I can't really do the same thing I usually do because I need people to know this is different (laughs) I need them to know it's fantasy and um so yeah I just I thought she knocked it out of the park well it fits your blurb like your blurb and your covers go like perfectly together like like the blurb for curse goes well with it and I mean I feel like faded I mean it's got a water vibe (laughs) but I mean I like them I think they I think that you did a great job so congratulations thanks yeah, I mean, I used to go to bookstores, just getting back to the subject, and I used to, I mean, that's how I would choose my books. Like, I would just look for covers I liked and grab same. those. Yeah. Literally same. I same as you. Spiritual level. All right, next question. Steven. Okay, so who are some of your favorite authors to read? Um, Harlow Ray. I love, like, how emotionally driven her books are. Oh, I love me a good Harlow Ray moment. <sighs> she just nails it every time for me. She always has, like, these broody heroes, and, um, there's just, like, the perfect amount of tension, um, but she doesn't really dwell on all that tension for the whole book, so I really, like, appreciate her novels. Um, if I want to laugh, I will read Heather Orgeron. Yeah. She's hilarious. Um, okay. Who else? So Candy Steiner, I will read for more angst because you know, that's like my drug of choice. Um, and she, and even if she doesn't have an angsty novel, like, you know, you're going to get like amazing writing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I just finished reading Say Yes, actually. And I told her, I was like, I think this is your best writing I loved it. Oh, oh, my, oh my God. Then you register to me that you just said that you just read that book. <laughs> that book is phenomenal. I love that. Thought, book. I thought it, and it's so funny that I'm writing Greek mythology right now. Cause she had a little bit of that in there with like the paintings and stuff. Yep. Um, and I just appreciated the way she wove that into the story so much. Um, you don't see that a lot in no. writing the way and I feel like I kind of do that too so maybe that's why I'm like drawn to her but I just I thought it was phenomenal I don't I think, think it was 
I don't like I think Candy's wrote some like angsty books and I think that yeah. I mean don't get me wrong like this book made me emotional <laughs> but yeah. I think it was less angst and more of like one of the best like nostalgic yeah beautifully written books I've read in a long time yeah I totally agree very I'm right there with you and like it wasn't like it wasn't like an angsty kind of like that was the whole point of the book and like it was just like you know dragging it out it was just so <laughs> it was so well yeah. done. I loved yeah. it could not mm-hmm. recommend it more to people I love yep. her yep um that yeah so those are probably my tops do you prefer e-readers or physical copies oh man I miss the days I could I would read paperbacks still if I weren't doing so many different things and like if I carried my paperbacks around every it's just so convenient now um, I just, I read on my iPhone, which is probably terrible for my eyes, but <laughs> it's like where, whenever I'm free, I'm like, oh, what, what book am I reading? So. I just, I, I think I do, I do both. Like, honestly, like I just do mm-hmm. both. Like if I love the ebook, like if I love it, like it's easier to just one click things. Yeah. So oh yeah, for sure. Love it. Love the cover automatically sold me. I will buy all of them. I don't know how I remember this and it really has nothing to do with anything, but I think the last paperback I sat and like devoured, like just read was it ends with us. <gasps> oh my God. Why are we literally on the same okay, one? I mean, I ordered it before. I, I don't know if I got it like the day it came out <laughs> so funny. and I, I read it straight through. I didn't leave my chair. Like it was so good, but I read the paperback and I don't do that anymore. So this is actually really funny is me and Kat Singleton actually told MJ to read that book and she chronicled, took videos of her reading. <laughs> Did she really? Oh, I was a mess at the end, especially. Follow me on TikTok because I made this TikTok where <laughs> Like, I literally made this TikTok, right, where I did a time lapse of me reading the book, right, <laughs> and I screenshotted, like, pick, like, you, like, I literally used the oh no sound, right, I screenshotted, like, certain pieces of the book that I was reading where I, oh, you just have to go watch it. It's okay, I will, I will. I'm yeah. That's so with TikTok. That book wrecked me. Yeah. He was not happy with us after we no, recommended it. Was, was, it's so good. It's so good. I have never read a more emotionally damaging book in my life. You know, she was one of the first indie authors I ever read. And I think I just kept seeing so much buzz for her that I was like, fine, I'll try something. And I think the first book I ever read of hers was the one she did with Taryn. Oh, yeah. What is that and, one? um gosh I'm, why am I forgetting the name of it the, I, the trilogy oh it's uh it had some I don't know gosh, I can't remember anyway that was the first one because I think it was free or something and then but I was waiting for the next one to come out and I just became I went through like nine of her books or something well this is literally that was literally the first that was literally the first Colleen Hoover book I'd ever read like I knew who Colleen Hoover oh. was but I was like, um, I never read her before. Mostly just because I like really dark romance and like fantasy. That's like yeah. my, that's my lane, and she's not that lane, which is fine. But I, um, yeah, Stevie and Kat are like obsessed with her, and I was like, well, give me a book to you know read, and they were like, do it ends with us, and I was like, all right, yeah. fuck y'all for See, that. Shit. Well, have you read them all now? Because Ugly Love is still one of my 
tops. I have not. I want to ugly oh. love and vanity. Are Verity. We, Verity. Verity is the one that we want her to read next. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. So I oh. have to. Oh, read good. It's my- like Gone Girl. Oh, well, that's like one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah, it's, so it's very, gives you a Gone Girl vibe. Okay. I'm here for it. All right. Yeah. So we are sadly at the end of end portion of our podcast, but this is our favorite because it's trope questions. Okay. So if, what is your favorite trope to write and why? Second chance tied with forbidden. Uh, But let's stick with second chance. And I think the reason why is because I really love like coming of age romance. I love character growth because um, my char- my books are very character driven as well and yeah I think that's why I love deeping and diving into that deeper part of like where they came from and like where they're going and I love to see that reconnection especially because they had that bond like when they yeah you know well <laughs> I'm gonna shamelessly pimp myself out real quick do um, it <laughs> just ignore this portion of the podcast um <laughs> do you like John Green novels yes or like books with that vibe Oh yeah, I love him. You should read my newest book called Courage for Fools. Okay. And it is, it's like a coming of age vibe. It's like a 14 day road trip across like- uh, I love road trip novels. Route 66. And it's about this girl, her name is Quinn and she's like 22 and she's like lived in this small town her whole life. And she just found out that she had cancer. Oh. and she doesn't she doesn't die I'm gonna like everybody who's like, <laughs> that. like it's not like she doesn't she doesn't die I will tell you that but like um uh no and it's he she meets a rock star on the way and he ends up like going with her and so it's a very cool I already love like everything you just threw in there so yeah. trip, rock star and he's also I just want to point out that he is not a normal I, I wouldn't say he's like a regular romance rock star like he's not like a man whore and he's not like on drugs and like like he's not like the like he's a tortured hero but he's not like I guess a normal tortured hero like he's a hopeless romantic and he loves he just loves people and love so I love Rhett he's great but yeah so if you like that kind of stuff you should definitely check out that book there was me pimping oh I love it um anyways okay moving forward Stevie next question (laughs) what is one trope you would eventually like to write I was just thinking about this the other day. I would love to do something a little bit darker. Um, I'm listening. I feel like <laughs> I have dark vibes in some of my books. Yeah. But I would kind of like to go darker. Not necessarily taboo. I'm listening. Just angry. <laughs> My ears are like open, and maybe a little bit more. I don't. I don't know. Like I'm usually so plot driven. Like my there's so much buildup in my novels that like the smexy stuff doesn't start happening until like sixty percent. Yeah. Maybe I do something. I don't know. I really would love to try something a little bit different. Have you? If you like like forbidden vibes, have you ever read Saffron Kent? I have. I've read some of hers. Um. I'm for I think I've read two yeah I literally love her unrequited like it's I've read that it's pretty darn good I love I love student teacher too she's a it's a vibe it's a vibe all right so she is very talented too she's a great writer oh yeah I want to be I her writing is just like it could it like it very like puts me in a dreamlike world where I want to just oh. 
forever. Um, yeah. So what is one trope you would never write and why? I mean, I wouldn't go too taboo. Like I'd probably write like a priest type of thing because I love <laughs> But I probably wouldn't write like any type of incest or anything like that. Um, yeah, most people's line. I mean, that's yeah. Most I, I want to say I'd write pretty much everything else. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Most even of like I, I don't think I could ever even do like a step situation. I could do a foster brother. That's a thing. I would do a foster. I almost did a bridge between us was almost a foster situation. I love that. That's a vibe. I love I that. that. So, um, yeah, Stevie's going to take the last question and then we're going to let you talk a little bit about upcoming releases or if you have a sale or something like that coming on or and where people can reach you. So Stevie, okay. take it away. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? If I were in the book? Yep. Yeah. I would want... Just so epic romance. I don't know. <laughs> like the whole like you meet early in childhood and then you grow old together. <laughs> the friends to lovers. Or maybe an amnesia. I love amnesia. Oh my gosh. Oh that would actually because that's another amnesia is like kind of another form of second chance. If you know you, you don't like amnesia. I can't. I physically cannot do it. I cannot. It's like, I, I love angsty books, right? Like I love books that made me cry, but there's amnesia books just fucking Have you up. read Waterfall Effect? No, I don't want to. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. I, I wrote it. I have to say it's good. But, but it's like the book I might be, I don't know. It's hard to say what I'm most proud to have, have written, but Waterfall's up there. It's gonna make me fucking I can't like like the, the pain in my chest when I think well, about like hers is more like it only lasts a few days or something. So okay, well maybe it's not good. like full on because the vow fucked me up for days. Oh, I love that movie though. Oh no, it fucked me up for days. Like I literally hated. I hate that movie. I hate that movie so much, and it's not because it's not a great movie. It's yeah. just because physically. When I'm watching that movie, I want to throw up. I'm like, oh my God, like here this man is like so hope. Like, could you imagine being in a position where you're so like hopelessly in love with someone? Oh, right? It's knowing, so heartbreaking. Knowing that they also love you, but cannot yeah. remember those feelings. Sophie oh, Kinsella. Sophie Kinsella wrote a book that's so good. I don't know what happened to it. I feel like it never got buzz, maybe. Uh, remember me. It's an amnesia book. It's so good. I have to look it up piper yeah. rain has one too which is called my almost x mm. and that one is amnesia but the only so lucy remembers everything just not leaving him she oh, like everything okay. before that she remembers but That's after weird. that she remembers nothing it'll crush me yeah. I can't do it. anyways that is <laughs> Sadly, I guess we didn't convince her. No, I, it'll, it'll, I mean, I just have to be, I don't know. I guess like, you know, people have trigger warnings with like, you know, like domestic violence and that kind of thing. Like I don't have any of those, but I guess my trigger warning is amnesia. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I can't do it. Um, Be in a past life. Yeah. Something happened to me in my past life where I lost the love of my life due to amnesia. That's what happened. That's, That's what happened. So, um, 
that is sadly the end of our podcast, but this has been super fun and you've been absolutely amazing. And you're such a amazing, humble human being. And we're like super thankful that you came on podcast. We are going to let you talk about yourself a little bit about upcoming books, sales or whatever, and where people can reach you. So the floor is yours. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm seriously so honored that you guys even asked. Um, I'm not good at talking about myself, but I will say since we were talking about up in the treehouse, I have a little secret July 1st through the end of the month. Um, Amazon is putting up in the treehouse on sale for 99 cents. So I think this will be out by then, right? Yeah, it'll be out. It'll yeah. be up okay. Go grab up in the treehouse. It'll be 99 cents. It's also in KU. So wherever you prefer to read it. Um, and it's and amazing. Yeah, Curse comes out July 6th. And then all the novels after that, well, there's two other ones. They release seven weeks apart. So it'll give you time to read it and digest it and have lots of questions. Oh, God. Um, She's also a part of a giveaway. What was that? You guys, both of you are actually both a part of a, a rock star giveaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. ends July 1st. Oh, yeah. yeah the, on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. For Kat. So make sure you guys go enter that. But uh, yeah, no. Thank you so much for joining us and I wish you like nothing but the best and I hope that your release for Curse goes phenomenally.